The Anacha tells us the differences between Tishavav and the other fast days. In many ways, Tishavav is more machna. It's not just that the fast starts at night and the other fast is in the morning. It's not just that Tishavav also washing, anointing oneself, shoes, sitting on chairs, learning Torah forbidden, and the other fast days they're not. We understand that Tishavav is more severe. It's also, it's not just a dinner of a fast, it's also more of a dinner of Avelus. When we actively want to mourn the last of the Vesa Megdash. But we see another interesting halakh. A difference between Tishavav and other fast days. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. And that is, Allah says we don't say Tachanun on Tishabav. We don't say Tachanun on Tishabav because the Pasuk says about Tishabav, Kara alay moyed yishbar bachurai. Hashem called it a moyed in a point of time to break my youth. And therefore Tishabav ikri moyed. Tishabav is called a set time. And the implication is that just like a yomtif, it's called a mayed. And that's why, as a festive occasion, we don't say tachanun. Same thing, Tishabav is called a mayed. And if that's the case, we don't say tachanun either. And the question is, it's understood that a mayed of joy, a set time designated to make us happy, a set time designated to remember the greatness of Klai Yisrael. Be it Matan Torah, be it Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, be it even Chanukah Purim. That's a Mayad where we rejoice and we don't say Tachanun. But even though Tishbav is a sad time, it's a time earmarked to remember tragedy. So why is it a reason not to say Tachanun? What makes the Mayad of Tishbav the date, the occasion of Tishabav, something in some way similar to the other Moyadim, the other Regalim, the other festivals of the year. Many ask the question. There are many answers, but I want to suggest another answer here also. And that is, we talk about remembering on Tishabav. People think about remembering the Khurban, remembering tragedy, remembering destruction. And it's definitely a part of Tishabav. We meant to remember the Khurban. We focus on it. Megillah Seich is a graphic description of what happened at the time. Of the Tsarists, the Jewish people suffered at the time of the fall of Yerushalayim, the loss of the Basin Megdash and the, all the spiritual benefits which came with it. The fact that everyone was chained and dragged to bubble. And once Tishavah became a day to remember Jewish tragedy, the Nakakinas tell us it wasn't just the Basin Megdash. And today we remember the tragedy called Godus. And all the resultant sorrows, all the resultant calamities, 
as befell Klai Yisrael, we remember on Tisha B'Av as well. We have Kinnis describing the Crusades, and Kinnis describing the burning of the Talmud, and Kinnis describing the destruction of unnamed Jewish cities, which happens so often throughout the thousands of years of Goddess. And more recently, people use Tisha B'Av as an occasion to remember the tragedy called the Holocaust one of the most painful episodes of the goddess. And it's true. It's true. Tisha is a time for that. Tisha is a time to focus on the Tsaras of the presence. The fact that we're in goddess. The fact that we're still suffering the aftershocks of the Khurban. And it's important to remember that. It's important because Baruch Hashem, at those times when we aren't surviving this horrors of Godless right now, and people tend to forget that. People tend to feel themselves comfortable and tend to forget the fact that they're in Godless. And when Klai shall forget that they're in Godless, and they stop looking and anticipating the Godless. And when that happens, needs to remind us that we're in Golis. The Ayavitz writes, he was discussing the expulsion from Spain. Spain, which before that for 500 years had been a wealthy and prosperous Jewish community. Had been a community who had been ministers and statesmen in the royal palace. Integrated within the, with, with the local non-Jewish population. The captains of commerce and the wealthy landowners of Spain were Jews. And in the dramatic shift of events, the Jews were expelled or forcibly converted. Their property was confiscated. What did they do wrong? And the Yavits discussing it writes that if for no other reason but for the fact that they forgot they were in Goddess. And why is that such a crime? Because when people forget they're in Godless, then they stop looking forward to the Gola. And if that's the case, HaKadosh Baruch has to remind them that they're in Godless. And then, when the tragedies happen, the Klaish are all too well aware of the painful reality that we're in Godless. And therefore, it's important to have a Tisha B'Av. It's important to have a Tisha B'Av to think about and to feel that we're in Goddess. To remember what happened to Klai Yisrael. Even a small part of what happened to Klai Yisrael. Through the terrible journey that they've had. Through the foreign countries, hostile people. Because if we think about it and remind ourselves about it, then we won't forget the fact we're still in Godless. And then we don't need the active reminder of chasr and punishments right now to wake us up to the fact that we're in Godless. So yes, Tisha B'Av plays an important role. Tisha B'Av plays an important role because Tisha B'Av reminds us 
It's an opportunity for us to remember. The way Klai Yisrael looks today is not the way Klai Yisrael is meant to be. And we've suffered so much. And just because right now, Baruch Hashem, we're at a time, we live in an age where at the moment Klai Yisrael are not suffering. But that's something which is volatile. It can change in a moment. The Jews of Spain also felt that they were living in an age where, so to speak, the tragedy of Goddess was behind them. Similarly, the Jews of Babel, a few hundred years before that, they had their own self-government, they had a Resh Galuta. They were powerful in the cities that they inhabited. They were wealthy. And there also, the tables turned. And the Jews of Goddess also suffered persecution, destruction, and eventually expulsion. So yes, we don't want to forget the fact that we're in Goddess. That's the first benefit, so to speak, of Tisha B'Av. The first focus of remembering that we're in Goddess. But there's a second point to remember on Tisha B'Av also. And that is, not just to remember the Khurban of Yerushalayim, but to remember Yerushalayim. To remember what was before we lost it. To remember what Klai Yisrael was meant to be. Not just the see a scene in our mind's eye of the Besamekdash going up in flames. We have to remember the Besamekdash before it went up in flames. What it used to look like to see the Akonim doing the Avodah. What it used to look like to see the pillar of fire on the Mizbeach which rose in a straight line up to the Shemaim. What it used to look like to see tens and tens of thousands of Jews congregating in the Azorah to bring the Korban Pesach. What it must have looked like to see the Kohen Godel doing the Avodah of Yom Kippur. And we say this. Ashrei Ayin Rasa Portrait was the eye that saw all of these. When we hear about it, so it makes us feel a longing, a missing for something. We never saw this. We never saw what it meant to have the Shekhinah. We never experienced what it was like to have Nebuah. We never even saw what it meant to have thousands and thousands of Jews doing a mitzvah together like they would do in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. So there's something else to remember on Tisha B'Av also. Remember what was. Remember what used to be. Yes, Klai Yisrael Baruch Hashem today is alive. Klai Yisrael Baruch Hashem today is growing. Klai Yisrael are letting Torah be Makayim Mitzvahs. And we could feel confident about the fact that we exactly in the position where Hashem wants us to be. And therefore there's another reason for a Tisha B'Av too. And that is, remember what Klai Yisrael were meant to be like. I heard a magnificent chat in a Gemara from Shalom Pravazki, Zichran Al-Ibrachim. The Gemara says in Brachos that when Rabbi Loza was sick, 
his teacher Rabbi Yechonon came to visit him. And Rabbi Lazar was also very poor. When Rabbi Yechonon came into his house, it was dark. Rabbi Lazar didn't have money for candles. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yechonon rolled up his sleeve. And Rabbi Yechonon's skin shone so brightly that it lit up the room. And now that he could see, he saw Rabbi Lazar was crying. And he asked Rabbi Lazar, why are you crying? If it's because you're so poor, not everybody needs to have wealth in this world. If it's because you don't feel you're amassed enough Torah, you should know that whether the person did more or less, what Kodesh Baruch wants from them, is this, Mukhavan Hashem Shemayim. And Rabbi Lazar said, that's not why I'm crying. Since Rabbi Lazar, I started crying when you rolled up your sleeve and I saw how much your arm shone. And I thought to myself, Vai lahai shufra the bali ara. One day Rabbi Yechonon, you're going to die. And this beauty will get covered by the sands. Rabbi Yechonon agrees with him. He says, Aldo That's a good reason to cry. Ubachi travail. And they both started to cry. What does that mean? Rabbi Yechonon was a godlander. He was a leader in Torah. If you want, why would we now feel, firstly, that Rabbi Yechon is going to die? And secondly, what the tragedy of Rabbi Yechonon's death is that such a beautiful skin is going to get covered by the sand. I would think it's a much bigger tragedy in Rabbi Yechonon's death. The Torah that Rabbi Yechonon taught, the leader that Rabbi Yechonon was. What was so significant about the fact of Rabbi Yechonon's skin? So Rabbi Shalom explained with the Gemara in Bav And the Gemara says over there, Om Rabbi Yechonon, Ano de'ishta'arno mishapira d'yushalay. Rabbi Yechonon, same Rabbi Yechonon, said, I'm the last survivor of the beautiful people of Yerushalayim. In the Yerushalayim of old, it wasn't an unusual thing. Everyone's skin shone. It was perhaps with the key of the Pasuk of Chachmas Adam Toir Ponov that the person's wisdom makes his face shine. Maybe it was the connection to the Shechina or the Kedush of Yerushalayim. But there was Shapira Yerushalayim. There were the people of beauty in Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yechonon lived a long life. And Rabbi Yechonon said, I'm the last survivor of the Shapira Yerushalayim. Rabbi Yechonon's skin shone. And what reduced Rabbi Eliezer to tears, and Rabbi Yechonon as well, was Vai Lahai Shifra the Bala Ara. Woe to this beauty which is going to get covered by the ground. Because as long as people could see Rabbi Yechonon, then they realized there was something called Yerushalayim. We don't have it anymore. Our skin doesn't shine like that. But when Rabbi Yechonon will die, then people will no longer know what it meant, the Klai Yisrael before the Khurban. People now will no longer be able to see an example of what had once been. When Rabbi Yechonon would die, it would take to the grave with him the concept of what Klai Yisrael had once been.
Rabbi Yochan agrees. That's the reason to cry. That's the reason to cry. And that's the second point of Teshuvah. Not just to remember the Khurban, but to try and remember what Klai Yisrael used to be. To try and recreate, at least in our imagination, what things must have been like when there was a Sanhedrin, when there was a Beis Amikdash, when we could bring Karbanas, when we could connect to Hashem on so much of a deeper level. Because without that, without that, so we've lost connection to what Klai Yisrael was. But Tishabah provides us with a day also, not just to remember Khurban, but to remember what Klai Yisrael was before the Khurban. To remember what Klai Yisrael was really meant to be. And to remember that as much as we're trying today, it's a far, far cry from what we really could become. But remembering this has a second aspect to it as well. I'd like to share with you a story of Yaakov Galinsky, Zechariah Nebrach used to say of him. As is well known of Yaakov Galinsky, at the beginning of the Second World War, like most Bachar Yeshiva, escaped Nazi Poland and ran to Vilna. Vilna was occupied by the Soviets and Yaakov Galinsky was sent to Siberia for the crime of learning Torah. In the frozen de- wastelands of Siberia, where keeping any vestige of Yiddishkeit was also, so Yaakov Galinsky used to try and get up early, early in the morning, before roll call, to put on tefillin. And he noticed an interesting thing. There was another man in the same barracks as him, a non-Jew, a Lithuanian, who had also been sentenced to Siberia. And every few days, this non-Jew would also get up very early, before the guards came past, and he would reach for a packet under his bed. And while no one was watching, he would quickly pull out the packet, a general's jacket, with all the insignias, with all the medals, and stand attention and salute for a few seconds, and then quickly take it off and stuff it back into the bag and hide it away. So Rogolinsky asked him, what are you doing? So this man told him, I used to be a general in, in the Lithuanian army. So the Soviets overtook Lithuania and I was sentenced to Siberia. He said, here in Siberia, I'm a prisoner. I'm a nobody. I follow orders and I do conscripted labor. And I have feel no value in my life. But that's why every few days I take out my general's jacket, which I managed to hide. And I put it on, and I see the shining medals, and I salute, and I can feel again like a general. And that gives me the kayak to carry on.
I learned a lesson from this story. I'd like to share it with you. It woke me up to that's what Tisha B'Av is meant to be. Here in Godus, we might be prisoners. Prisoners of the Ra, of the Satan, of the Goyim. We might be in a very low place. What we need every so often is to take out the jacket of the general and remember what Klai Yisrael are really meant to be. What we are now is Klai Yisrael in Golos. What we need to remember is that in reality Klai Yisrael is much greater than that. We are much greater than that. And that's the second part of Tisha B'Av. Remember the greatness that Klai Yisrael is meant to be, meant to have, because by that way, remember the greatness that you meant to have too. We don't have it right now, but the fact that we can remind ourselves about it makes us remember we're not slaves to the Goim or to the Yetzirah. We princes who are servants of Hashem. Temporarily in Goddess, but princes nonetheless. And that's why I feel Tishabav is also called a Moyet. It's also called a day where we don't say Tachanon. Because within the Tsar and within the pain and within the tears of Tishabav is also the feeling of closeness. The feeling of greatness. The feeling where we reconnect to what we meant to be as Kal Yisrael. The feeling where we can focus on not the reality where we are right now in Golos, but rather the hidden reality. And when we focus on that part of Tisha B'Av as well, there's a place for focusing on the tragedy. There's a place for reliving the glory, the majesty, the greatness that Klaishra was meant to have. And that feeling brings us to the closeness, brings us to the chukka, brings us to the yearning for that to return. The cry of Hashiveinu Hashem Elechov and Hashiva. Hashem, bring us close and we will come back. Renew the time we live in now as the time which used to be. And when we feel like that, then Tisha B'Av is also a mind. Tisha B'Av is also a time, an occasion where we can feel just like every other Yom Tov. The Atta B'Chartan Mikola Amin. The fact that we're chosen, the fact that we're special, the fact that we can celebrate being the Amashem.